Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God and welcome to Bible Platform. May the good Lord bless us and may his spirit help us while we go through this study today. To the glory of his name, I have prayed and call it done. Amen. Friend, today I just want to strengthen your hands regarding the series of new beginnings that I've been talking about that we need to go through as part of the process of life. God wants us to live a victorious life. It is very sad that these days, with the upsurge of various prophets in quotes all over the place, sometimes the scripture is twisted in such a way that we get the impression that the fact that we are believers in Christ means that we are not to play a part or we are not to do anything and God is going to do everything. And sometimes even lazy people are made to feel that they have the right to be lazy and at the same time to eat. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. But that's not my take for today. I want to encourage somebody who is making a fresh start that one of the key things that will bring success to you is to really know your place and stand in that place. Do not try to be something that God has not made you. You will mess yourself. You will frustrate yourself. All this boils down to knowing and accepting your place in life. That was the problem with Joseph's brothers. You know, they look at Joseph and they couldn't simply accept the fact that he had to be ahead of them. He had to be in a place and position of preference over them. But it is important if you are going to win in this race as a Christian triumphantly, to understand and to accept that there are certain divine arrangements that you cannot change. And today I want to use John the Baptist as a classical example of a man who was clear in his mind about his calling and he stayed within the confines of that calling. And he finished the race, he was murdered, and his impact was felt and is still being felt. He finished the race and he did what he was supposed to do, heralding the coming of Christ, declaring the message that he was supposed to declare without compromise. Even though I've heard some commentary about John the Baptist, and any time I hear that, I feel very sad. Some preachers trying to make John the Baptist a scapegoat for what they think or feel that he should not have said or done. But you see, the truth of the matter is that when you are in your lane, when you are clear in your mind about your calling, nothing can stop from doing what God has called you to do. The scripture recalls about Apostle Paul, the threats that he went through. One time he had to be lowered in a basket to save his life. He was lowered in a basket through a window. Now, that does not mean that he was out of the will of God. And I want to make this very clear that sometimes and most of the times, 
being in the will of God can bring you to very unpleasant places. Being in the will of God. Jesus himself set as that example. Let me go to John the Baptist. And we are going to learn very important truths about this humble servant of God. About being persistent, focused, knowing your calling and staying in your calling. I wish and pray that a lot of the young people who feel that they have been called into ministry, listening to me this morning, would take this with a good heart and allow the Holy Spirit to shape them and lead them into their places of calling. I have seen and I still see some running where they are not supposed to run. I fear for those who say they have a call and immediately announce themselves as prophets and apostles. Very, very young men who need to be under leadership, to be trained. Because you see, this race, the ground on which we run, can be very slippery. And it's not a short distance race. It's a very, very long distance race. The enemy we are fighting or contending with has been here for a very long time. You know the nooks and corners. You know all the tricks. And so if we are to fight him and win, especially for my young ones who feel and are convinced that you have been called into ministry. Remember that once a child is born, if it's a woman for instance, she has all the features within herself of womanhood. The girl does not have a breast developed, does not have an inner system like a womb and uh, tubes develop a baby immediately born today, a girl cannot conceive, cannot conceive, but has the potential to conceive. So that baby must be groomed and allowed to grow into maturity. That's the same thing that applies to the calling of God. So when the call may be there, all right, but you need to be groomed, you need to be trained. You need to submit yourself under leadership for your own protection. For your own protection. And by extension, we learn from John the Baptist some vital lessons that I want us to be going through in a series of studies as long as the Holy Spirit will allow me. John the Baptist was born out of a prophetic declaration by the angel Gabriel. Now, John was to precede Jesus. So obviously, the picture that one gets is that John has the right to declare himself the senior and the one who matters more than Jesus because after all, he was the forerunner. But interestingly enough, we're going to run through the book of John chapter 1, the verses 6 to 36 and learn, like I said, some very, very important lessons from this very humble servant of God. This should inform us, all of us, especially today I'm speaking to as many as believe that we have a call. But if you are not in that category, you can still learn something about knowing and accepting your place and trying to operate within the confines that God has called you so that you can live a peaceful life, you can live a very productive life. Because if you are not where God has called you, if you are not within the space that heaven has defined for you, my friend, I'm sorry, but you might end up being frustrated. Being frustrated. None of us can be everything 
None of us can be everywhere because we are not God. We do our best and leave the rest for the God who knows. So let me go to the scripture, the English Standard Version of the book of John chapter 1. And I'm reading from verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Beloved, question number one. I asked myself, who sent me? Who sent me? One time there was a war between the followers of David and the followers of his son, Absalom, who had stayed a coup against his father. Now, after Absalom was killed by Joab, Joab wanted to send somebody to go and tell King David that the battle is over, his son had been killed. Now, there was a Jew standing by who asked to do the running and carry the message to King David. But Joab said, no, let the Cushite, the Ethiopian, run the race and carry the message. I guess if my memory serves me right, this guy who insisted on running was called Ahimaaz or Ahimaaz or Ahimaaz. Joab was emphatic that he wanted the Cushite to run. But when the Cushite took off to take the message to King David, this Jew continued to harass Joab that he wanted to run too. So Joab said, run. He took off. Incidentally, he had more speed than the Cushite. So the Bible said he overtook the Cushite. And so there was a watchman watching the road from a what tower. And he saw this Jewish guy running. And he told the king that somebody was running towards them. And it looked like the person was having a message to deliver. Now, so this young man came and was panting. And he said to the king, God bless you. God has done great work for us. And the king was asking him exactly what news he had come to deliver. In fact, he had no news to deliver. He just loved to run and gain attention. The Cushite came from behind. And he told the king, peace be unto you. And the king said, what news do you bring? And he was on point. He said to the king, may your enemies be like that young man who rose up against you. Immediately the king got a message that Absalom was dead. Now this is the point. It is not enough to run. It is not enough to run. It is not enough to have speed. What is very important is to know why you have been called to run. You must have a message. You must have a message. You cannot carry somebody else's message. You must know your track. You must know your timing. You must know your calling. You can't, for instance, being a Christian, being a child of God, you can't just go into any business because everybody is doing that business. Many people may succeed in a particular line of business. That doesn't mean you are also going to succeed. Now, I'm not trying to discourage you from pursuing legitimate and tangible goals. In fact, there are businesses that may attract your attention that if you dare venture into them, you may do better, far, far better than even the originators of those businesses. So understand me and understand me well. What I'm saying is you don't do it because others are doing it. You do it because you know this is my calling. This is my place. Then you can be guaranteed a blessing of God. Not everybody has been called to lead a church. As much as that may not be pleasant to some of you listening to me. You may be very dynamic as an associate. 
but not very effective as a leader. It is not the same. So you need to know your space and you need to stay in that space. Some of us are going through undue suffering and stress, unnecessary, unnecessarily piling pleasure upon ourselves. The other day we had to go and bail a young man because he has launched into a business that he simply did not have the knowledge to do that kind of business. And yet he was bent on doing it. And he had to run into trouble. He had to pick monies that did not belong to him. I mean, robbing Peter to pay Paul. All kinds of... And this guy, I mean, he presents himself as some spiritual giant. At the end of the day, he landed in police cell. We don't have to bother ourselves to operate at levels that we have not been called, anointed, and appointed to operate. To operate. So sometimes you see yourself operating under a leader and it gives you space and you are so effective and so powerful and so influential. Don't let that get into your head and try to step out when you don't have the express direction of God and the blessing of that leader to step out on your own. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. I'm saying you understand my heart. Samuel stayed under Eli. Even when God has, had said that he was disapproving of the ministry of Eli and his children, Samuel submitted to Eli until the appointed time. So sometimes the call upon you may be a call to lead. But you see, there is a time of conception and there is a time of delivery. If you go run ahead of God, you will end up being born before your time. You will end up being taken out of the oven when you are not properly baked. And you will be a sour taste in the mouth of those who will eat you. So sometimes it's not that God has not called you. It's not that God has not given you that vision to pursue. But sometimes it is because the timing is not right. Sometimes the attitude of stepping into that environment is not right. Sometimes there are things you need to know knowledge that you can only gain from where God has placed you. You realize that Joseph was very effective when he became prime minister because he had learned lessons. He has picked lessons along the way. Lessons of leadership in Potiphar's house, in the prison. Even before he was sold into slavery, he had learned how to serve. The Bible says he was taking food to his brothers. That is service. So he had learned to serve. He had learned management. How do I know that? Now he told Pharaoh that there will be seven years of plenty. 
and there will be seven years of famine. Then Pharaoh was like, so what do we do? And he said, now join the seven years of plenty, some of the food must be taken and stored away. So that when the famine came, that is management. And that is one of the things that we are lacking today. We want to eat it all and wake up tomorrow morning and say, God, give me. Even when I've not worked for it. And so that even the fact that you have worked for it doesn't mean you eat it all. You must know how to manage resources. You must be sensitive and know what it costs people to sacrifice to give to you. You must appreciate the giftings of others and how important they are in the reckoning of God. A lot of things go into producing what God wants to achieve in our lives. So please, I'm pleading with you, don't run ahead of God. There was a man sent from God who sent you. What you have committed yourself to do. Are you doing it because everybody thinks this is what you should be doing? You may not be enjoying what you are doing. One of the reasons may be because that is exactly not what you want to do. Now let me chip in this. If for now it is not because somebody pushed you into it or because you want to show yourself to the world as being capable of doing what you are doing, but that is the only thing available for you to do. Yes, I understand. You may be feeling frustrated, but stick in there. It is better than not doing anything at all. But the point I'm stressing on here, in line with the scripture, the bottom line is, while you are even doing what you are doing, because that is the only thing available for you, look beyond that. Continue to pray and look beyond that. And prepare yourself Whatever you can learn through that process, learn it for a better tomorrow. But don't rush ahead of God and try to do things that God has not called you to do or you know you don't have the capacity, the ability, and the capability to do. It will frustrate you. It will frustrate you. That is not what you should be running for. Now, so the scripture says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness. Listen to me carefully. John the Baptist was sent from God. But he was not just running around proclaiming to be anything and everything. In fact, John the Baptist didn't even call himself a prophet. He had no advertisement quotes all over town saying, I'm John the Baptist, the major prophet. No, no. He came as a witness. It is not about the post. It is about the assignment. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. Now listen carefully. John the Baptist came as a witness. That is his assignment. To bear witness. That is his performance. To bear witness about the light. So his message was clear. His assignment was clear. He was to bear witness to the light. It was not about him. It was about the light. What do you believe that God has called you to do? If you are not sure, I want to help you. Our number one assignment as believers in Christ is to bear witness about the light. It's not to draw men unto ourselves. 
is not to trade the blood in the name of Jesus. It's not to promote ourselves or feed our ego. It is not a platform for self-promotion. It is not an opportunity to make money at all costs and any cost. Your calling and my calling, no matter what title you decide to put on yourself, that's okay, is to bear witness about the Christ. Paul the Apostle said, We preach Christ and Him crucified. We preach Christ. Who do you preach? Who do you witness about? Do you witness about your church? Come to my church. I'm not blah, blah, blah. Now, some things I'm learning, and I hope all of us are learning during lockdown. And for those of us who have not made it our aim to lead people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we can see how limited, how limited the chapel is. The chapel is limited. But we are not limited as long as we live and have breath. We can reach souls and we can do the work of God and we can fulfill our calling wherever we find ourselves without recourse to a building. Because this is not about us. It is about Jesus. I feel very sad the way we are moving right now with the gospel. Not all of us, but for the younger generation coming, and especially in our nation, that if you don't wake up and rise up to the challenge and humbly, humbly seek God's grace to run this race like we have run, you might be overtaken by events. And the knowledge of Christ, God forbid, might not be the way it is. May Christ himself empower you and help you. Those of you who have clearly declared, I'm talking to a younger generation, that you believe that God has called you to lead souls, to shepherd his people. It is a very noble calling that you will come to yourselves and allow God to position and use you where he has planned for you. And not impose yourself in ways and areas where he has not purpose for you. John the Baptist was a witness. Who are you? God bless you. I'll come your way again next week. We are just started. John the Baptist. The lessons. We will learn them. We'll be stronger. Bye for now. Your friend Pastor Ansimeto saying I love you much. Bye. For For listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your grace, God.